2: Daily Sports Talk Show, Nuanes Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
0: What up, Montana? We've made it to the end. Oh my goodness, the last show of 2021. Welcome in, it's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're coming to you live from the Montana State campus. We're in the Hall of Fame room at Brick Breed Fieldhouse. Appreciate Montana State Sports Information Department, as well as the Athletic Department in general for hosting us here. On a beautiful yet frigid Friday afternoon, the last Nuanas now of your calendar year. So happy to be with you. So happy to be with the other Nuanas. Brooks Nuanas joining me, sitting shotgun here at Brick Breed and Fieldhouse. Really appreciate everybody that's been a part of this show, especially this guy. All of our travels culminate in this, the first FCS semifinal game in the Treasure State period. Since 2009, the first Final Four game at Bobcat Stadium since 1984. That's 37 years for those counting. Unbelievable. We've reached this point. Congratulations to the Bobcats. Congratulations to the Big Sky Conference. And uh, congratulations to everybody out there in the FCS. What a phenomenal playoff it has been. I know we were sort of bemoaning the initial draws and the expansion of the playoff field and all that stuff. But none of it matters now. Because I think that four of the six best teams, maybe even the four best teams in the FCS are alive here in the Final Four. Tonight, North Dakota State hosts James Madison, a clash of titans in the final matchup between the dominant programs of the last ten years, at least at the FCS level. Because, of course, James Madison, they're on their way out, they're on their way up, moving up to the FBS. So they'll have one last chance to dethrone The dynasty of all dynasties, the North Dakota State Bison looking for their ninth national championship in the last ten fall seasons. That game gets kicked off just a little bit after this show ends, so we'll get you all set up for that a little later on here in this show. Montana State, they host South Dakota State tomorrow, high noon, Bobcat Stadium. So very excited to be on the ground here in Bozeman. It's snowy, it's about seven degrees, it looks quintessential how you'd expect a Final Four game in Montana to look. time ton to get to in the show today. We're going to set the scene for tomorrow's game. All the ins and outs of the matchup. We also have a guy that's joined us many times, and that's what happens when you've been at a school for 25 years as the head coach. John Stiglmeyer, the head coach of the South Dakota State Jackrabbits, will join us here about 4.30 on Nuanas. Now. We're also going to have a little discussion about the... Both benefits and perils of the transfer portal. It's an ongoing discussion with almost everybody that comes on this show. Everybody seems to have, I don't don't want to say a different opinion, because there's only a couple different opinions broadly that you can have, but there's nuance to all of those opinions. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, just what the transfer portal is and will be when it comes to college football, particularly in the Big Sky Conference and around the Treasure State. And then hour number two, going to share some memories from what's been a phenomenal year once again, this is our last show for 2021. We'll be off the last two weeks of December, Then we'll be back at it full force once the calendar year t- turns to 2022. But share some of our best memories. Also, do a little throwback, play a little blindside. I have a couple questions. Brooks has a couple questions. We have not discussed these questions. We've not prepped this at all. Just some open-ended sports questions to stimulate discussion. And then we'll also give a little preview of tonight's matchup, because I know... No matter who you root for or root against, I think everybody that loves football in the state of Montana is going to be watching James Madison at North Dakota State. And I think there's a discussion to be had there as well because they are the measuring stick. Both the Montana schools have done a phenomenal job of getting things rolling uh, simultaneously, probably the most that both programs have been rolling at the same time in quite some time. But they're still not quite to where... North Dakota State is certainly not where North Dakota State is at a national championship level that has sustained for longer than anybody in the history of Division I college football, but also not where James Madison's been, because the only school that's really even had a seat at the table with North Dakota State has been JMU. Of course, South Dakota State, the team that comes to Bozeman tomorrow, they have defeated North Dakota State four times. Four of North Dakota State's 12 losses over the last 10 years have come to South Dakota State, but then James Madison, they're the only other one that has won a national championship during that time span, so um, we will be excited to sort of analyze where those two schools are and how that sort of sets the bar for where Montana and Montana State want to go. Thanks to all of our phenomenal sponsors throughout the year both at Nuanas Now and for our ESPN Twisted Tailgate College Game Day show. This is sort of a finality to that, so we got to say a shout-out to everybody that helped us bring you a two-hour pregame show before each Grizz home game during the regular season, and uh, we've also had some radio action over here in Bozeman quite often throughout the fall as well, and all of our ESPN College Game Day sponsors, we couldn't have done it without you. So thanks very much to the Badlander. They did an awesome job of Hosting and and sharing their hospitality, slagging drinks there for us, for all the passers-by. Twisted Tea, they always had samples and great swag, and they always brought the fun. Selway Armory, your local firearms experts. If you need something for Christmas for anybody in your family, Selway Armory's got you covered. They have the best when it comes to firearms, but also the best when it comes to customer service. Don't let the big box stores take you hostage. Go see Selway Armory. Carl Tyler Chevrolet, of course, locally owned and operated for almost six decades. Your trusted name in GM and Chevrolet sales. Also, RV truck sales. They gave us an awesome toy hauler all fall long to broadcast off the back of it. was definitely, in my four years doing our college game day, the best that it's been. The best scene and the best set that we had at our pregame show. Ryan Holloway and Miller, they've brought you Bobby Houck's audio all season long, How Highlights, and they've also been a presenting sponsor of our college game day. So we appreciate Ryan Holloway and Miller, your Montana attorneys. Of course, Pepsi Cola of Missoula will be rolling more with our youth sports segment each, the first Tuesday, excuse me, of each month. Where you can find all the, the ins and outs and all the info you need. Get your kiddos signed up for camps or, you know, YMCA soccer or whatever it might be. Really appreciate Pepsi-Cola and all their support of youth athletics around the state of Montana. And then, of course, Alpine Touch, Montana Special Spice. Tailgate season's not over. Got one more tailgate to be had. Any retail location, as well as alpinetouch.com, you can find all of Montana Special Spice. If you do not see us in the studio, we are, in fact, of course, in the Gallatin Valley. But we still are broadcasting through the Northwest Motorsports studio. Northwest Motorsport boast the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You can find them online at nwmsrocks.com. If you want to be a part of the show, you can text us or call us. Probably easiest to text us today since we are abroad. 406-888-1029. That's 888 Stay tuned. A little later on in the show, we got a four-pack of tickets to Grizz Basketball, the University of Montana. Opens up their home slate against Idaho State a couple days before the new year. So stay tuned for those. we got a four-pack of tickets for the Montana Grizzlies' Big Sky Conference. I guess it's not their opener because the Big Sky opener happens the first week of December. Then they go back into non-conference action. So even I'm confused at this point. But that's here nor there. All you need to know is that we got some tickets for you as well. Pretty hairy drive at the beginning of the drive. But then it was smooth sailing, a beautiful... December day here in the state of Montana Couldn't be better But Brooks, it's uh, amazing Brooks Nuanas, by the way, joining us here on Nuanas now And uh, it's amazing when you, you think about the concept of time We were talking about With our mom earlier today December 18th, which is tomorrow That's the Uh, I guess, 12th anniversary, 13th anniversary of when Montana last played for the national championship, the University of Montana. That was your redshirt freshman year at the Grizz. I remember it was so exciting because you got to go to Chattanooga, Tennessee, see the crazy aquarium. I mean, that seems like a lifetime ago, but also it seems like so recently as well. Uh, But it's sort of like an anniversary. Now there's this delay before the FCS championship. But also, a couple other things worth noting. I mean, this has been... Actually, last Friday was the one-year anniversary of me doing this show by myself. And, of course, I can't even say that I've done it by myself because I've had so many awesome, outstanding contributors over this last year, and we couldn't have made this thing happen without each and every one of you. Uh, but also crazy because it seems like Ryan Tutel was just with us yesterday, and now he's been gone and abroad forever, too. So uh, a space-time continuum, as it were. But a historic weekend here in Bozeman because you know, we've been, I've been covering the Cats for 10 years. You've been doing it with me for about eight. We've been covering the Big Sky Count at Skyline Sports. Uh, This is our seventh anniversary this year. We've been wanting and hoping and knowing that the potential was there for these teams to be in the Final Four, but we have a semifinal playoff game in the state of Montana for the first time since App State in Missoula under the lights in 2009. Amazing that that it's been that, that much of a drought, but also amazing to be here for this historic weekend in Bozeman.
3: It's really exciting, and I'm happy to be here. I mean, you said I'm sitting shotgun. Well, I'm sitting left side. This is Euro. Uh, this is not an American car that we're in. I'm on the left side. And, but this certainly is um, a manual transmission if I've ever seen one. Uh, don't get you wrong there. You talk about anniversaries, Colter, and, and this last year, the last better part of the last two years is, I think, giving us all a lot of perspective on time. For sure. It's also taken all that perspective away. Um, we we have less of a grasp of it than ever because things are flying. Um, I think that's just due to, to the nature of the world as we progress through this flying ball through space. But it's also... A really good time to look back on some of the amazing things that you just mentioned. I mean, that's quite a 10-year run for both Montana Montana State. A lot of ups and a lot of downs. And these schools have really fought their way back tooth and nail to be on top. And that's a really cool thing. We saw Montana put together an amazing football season in Missoula um, and abroad and and have one of the biggest wins in program history at the University of Washington. And then we saw Montana State put together quite a season and last weekend go take down number one in the country, Sam Houston State, on a road playoff game in the quarterfinals to then get back into Bozeman and host a playoff game. Uh, That is quite the accomplishment. As you mentioned, we have been hoping and planning and preparing for the semifinals in to, to be in the state of Montana, and it was it was in due time. It was going to happen, and now here we are.
0: New is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Although we are not in the studio, you'll see an empty studio, but have no fear. You can hear us live from about 200 miles away. We're on the Montana State campus here at Brick Fieldhouse. Appreciate MSU for hosting us. And it's amazing to think how the, the FCS landscape has changed uh, over the, since the last time a semifinal game was here. You know, App State, the opponent that Montana took down in historic and unforgettable fashion in 2009, they're no, no longer into the division. Georgia Southern, no longer into the division. Idaho is back down in the Big Sky Conference and in the FCS level. Uh, a multitude of schools have moved on, moved up. There's been a reallotment of a lot of different things, but... There's also been a lot of tumult and a lot of turnover and a lot of change at both the Montana schools. And one narrative, when you talk about the Grizz program, since Bobby Halk left in 2009, one thing that a lot of people point to into why it's taken Montana a little bit of time to gain traction, and I think that that's a testament to how good Montana's been in the past, because Montana did win 78 games last decade. They're now on back-to-back 10-win seasons. They've been to the quarterfinals two years in a row yet because the expectations are so unbelievably high for the grizz Oh, and you know I make
3: them high too that's
0: exactly right but the, but it's because it was it was final four or nothing forever i mean the, the the grizz played in nine final fours between 93 and 2006 and seven national championships so that's where the bar was set i mean it was you're going to get to the quarterfinals no matter what cuz you're going to make the playoffs they made it 17 years in a row and won the Big Sky Conference 12 seasons in a row. You're going to be in the, in the playoffs. You're going to win a home game. So quarterfinals was bare minimum exactly where you wanted to be. It's been amazing to see all the different factors that have gone into the arc and the evolution of all of it. I do think Montana finally has stability in the guy leading the program, in Bobby Houck. But then that same narrative can be applied to Montana State. I do think that Montana State, particularly when it comes to the football program, Deserves a tremendous amount of credit because Montana State is on their third coach in the last 10 years as well. And they had a initial peak in the early 2010s when Rob Ash was the head coach for the Bobcats, leading them to three straight Big Sky titles from 2010 to 2012. But they'd always hit the same roadblock. And it was the same familiar figures, the usual suspects we've seen, still popping up. North Dakota State took out Montana State in 2010. Sam Houston was the one that ended their seasons in 2011 and 2012. Well, Montana State then had the courage to make the move away from Coach Ash and go with a completely different type of guy in Jeff Choate. And Coach Choate set the table for what we're watching now. But also, this is the farthest of first-year head coach has ever been in the playoffs at the FCS level, period. So Brent Vegan deserves a ton of credit for that as well. But when you talk about the ups and flows and the, the ways coaching changes can impact programs, Montana State has incrementally built from a football standpoint ever since they hired Rob Ash back in 2007. They've actually built incrementally since they hired Mike Kramer back in 2000. Absolutely, and, and so to build one domino on top of the other and get to this point, I think it's a true credit to a sustained vision, but I think it's also a true credit to the institutional momentum that exists at Montana State, the phenomenal job that they've done as a university. I think that's the thing that has made Montana State football, I'm not going to say unbreakable, but unwavering in their continued progress. Nothing in college football is ever going to stay the same, ever. Ever. You are only going to be getting better or getting worse, and that's it, and that's all. And Montana State got better until they didn't, and then they got worse. And we covered that 2015 season. It was the first year of Skyline Sports, and it was the craziest season this we ever is challenging. covered. This is challenging. I challenging. Mean, we thought they were going to be the number one team in the country. Not so much. Montana goes out and beats North Coast State in the first game of the year. We think they're going to be one of the best teams in the country. Not so much. Uh, so it is interesting to see all the things it takes to grasp. But there hasn't been nearly as much volatility as you might expect, considering the volatility that has existed within the athletic department at Montana State because of the institutional stability. I think Wadad Cruzado, the president here at MSU, and a whole bunch of other factors, the the awesome boom that Bozeman has experienced and um, the economic resources that exist here in the Galaxy Valley, all those things have played into the, the steadiness. But now it's sort of coming to a peak right now because if these guys win tomorrow, if this Bobcat group wins tomorrow, the only thing that's missing for their from their resumes is some form of a championship. They've been to the playoffs three years in a row. They've been to the final four back-to-back seasons. They've won 35 games and counting as a group, but they have not won a Big Sky Championship. They have not won a national championship. And uh, you can't really stamp a championship, but if you are going to a championship, that's good enough. So I think that that's the one last thing remaining. But this Bobcat group, certainly one of the best the school's ever had. That's coming to fruition and culminating tomorrow here at Bobcat Stadium.
3: It absolutely is, Coulter. And you speak of some of the institutional stability and and the momentum that Montana State has carried. And and it's huge within the program. And it takes a lot of courage for what they did in in 2014 and 15 and and moving on from a long-tenured coach who had so much darn success. And when you say that Montana State had multiple Big Sky championships in a row in 2010, 11, 12. Right. That is not easy. That is not something that we can take for granted as far as people in the state of Montana think, and you and me especially, you know how I am. I set a high standard. It's kind of a national championship aspirations for both these programs in Montana, Montana State. To win those titles in a row, we haven't seen that from these schools since then. Montana State has put together back-to-back impressive seasons in 2019 and 2021 that did not result in Big Sky Championships. So as you mentioned, those championships have not been hung. But what an impressive program they've started to continue to build. And a lot of that is institutional stability, as you mentioned. But a lot of that is the hard work and some of the vision of the leadership that they've shown here you start to see that come to fruition on the field. You start to see kids feel comfortable with where they're at, not only in their personal lives but in, in, in their athletic lives, and you get to see a really cool product. They've run different stuff here offensively, sure. defensively, stuff that's different than everyone's running in the country and the conference, and they haven't followed or necessarily wanted to like buck a bunch of trends. They've kind of done it their own way, which has been really unique to watch. Uh, a lot of credit, as you mentioned, to Brett Vegan, first-year head coach at Montana State not easy to step in while gosh dang got a lot of good players right colt i mean there's some players here that that not not only were handed to him but were developed here in a really positive way but he's the first one to say that but his ability to stay steady on the sideline his ability to let his coaches coach a lot of young first-time coaches to bring in and gamble on some of those guys deserves, deserves a lot of credit to be where they're at right now
0: christmas is coming up if you need a holiday gift. Maybe you give the gift of fitness for Christmas. Vertex Fitness has all sorts of gift certificates available, and you can use those gift certificates for a membership, maybe a personal training session, some nutrition coaching. Give the gift of fitness this year. If you need something to do tonight, too, they got a volleyball tournament going on at 6 p.m., so you can just head right over there. It's right off of Russell, formerly the source, Vertex Fitness, B R T X Fitness. You can stop by or call... 541-3114. One, 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 $10 That enter the, the Dodgeball Tournament, but that's going to get you a draft beer. They have Bayern Beer over there on tap. They also have wine. As always, stay fit and healthy and nurture your inner athlete at Vertex Fitness. It's Nuanas now on ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Coulter Nuanas, Brooks Nuanas coming to you live from Brick Breeding Fieldhouse on the Montana State campus, previewing. Montana State's semifinal football game against South Dakota State tomorrow. That's the other interesting part, too, is that I actually was thinking about this, how one of my main takes when it comes to critical takes is – just shredding the FBS
3: as it is. Oh, you know that's my favorite thing to do. I know. Are well, you we, kidding me? We always talk about how silly it is uh, because... The Idaho famous potato bowl. <laughs> that's not silly.
0: Right. I think I it know. is. I think we, it's silly. But here's where the hypocrisy comes in, though. Oh, okay. Hypocrisy. It's my 11th season covering Montana State football. It's the seventh time they've been in the playoffs in that span. I've only seen Montana State lose to three schools in the playoffs. North Coast State, Sam Houston State, South Dakota State. That's it. Because the same people are in the playoffs every year. So if we're going to sit here and criticize the FBS for only Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, and Clemson getting a seat at the table,
3: it's sort of the same <laughs> for the FCS, right? It's not the same because guess what, Coulter?
0: Because to win in the FCS, you have to make a run through the playoffs and win three, four, or five games. Who,
3: who just beat number one? Montana State. What seed were they, Coulter? Number one. What seed was Montana State? Number eight. Number eight seeds. So you're telling me that true. In, the FB, in the FBS we can't, we can't get it to be eight teams? I'll, I want it to be 16 teams. Sure. But it, can we have eight? I would take six. I'll take the two <laughs> top seeds, get a bye. Yeah. Yeah. You're telling me that you start the season and you lose one game at Coastal Carolina and you can't play for national championship. And to me, that's just... Uh, you're right, you're right. And you're, you're actually making my, my
0: my claim of our hypocrisy go, go by the wayside because you're right. Because the playoff model, what we're going to watch tomorrow here at Bobcat Stadium is an actually...
3: Unseeded team playing the number eight seed.
0: Exactly. And South Dakota State, I think we would have said, was one of, if not the best teams in the United States at the FCS level about a month ago. And then you never know what's going to happen during a crazy college football season. But that's the one thing to me, though, also... That's been missing from the FCS playoffs in its totality, not within the scope of each individual bracket, because there's always upsets, there's always teams that go on runs. But it is the omnipresent dominance of North Dakota State that sort of makes the end game, because it used to be forever the team that got the hottest was the team that could win it. Absolutely, there's a lot Absolutely. of t- there's a lot of national champions at the FCS level that aren't Georgia Southern, Youngstown State, App State, or Montana. I mean, the Bobcats in 1984, they were a good team. I watched a, Rich- but a Richmond, Richmond team when they, they got hot, and they they carried that hot streak all the way through the playoffs. Richmond, 2008, a great example. Villanova, 2009, was a great example, um, and so you know you never know when you're going to hit the speed bump and uh, but that's it's a great point because South Dakota State had to go on the, I mean South Dakota State I talked we're going to hear from John Stiglmeyer here in about oh 10 minutes they traveled like 3,500 miles in the last couple weeks. Four different
3: time zones. They played in every single time zone in America.
0: Exactly. So um, it it is. It's a good point, and it's why the playoff structure is so outstanding. Tomorrow should be a phenomenal game as well because I do think that these are are like opponents. I think that they have similar strengths. I think both teams are really good up front. Uh, I I think that both teams are really good in the backfield. I mean, I think pending guys being banged up or whatever – I think Pierre Strong and Isaiah Davis at South Dakota State and the the stable of running backs at Montana State led by Isaiah Fonse. I mean, those are some of the best ball carriers we're going to see. But they're going against two outstanding run defenses as well. So uh, just in terms of like matchups and and teams with similar sort of identities, I think we're seeing uh, pretty mirror images of each other tomorrow afternoon.
3: Yeah, and I agree with you. We talk about the ebbs and flows of a football season, but of any kind of program that we're talking about, things change week to week. Everything in football is fluid. So the idea of a national playoff, the reason it's important, the reason I go back to it is because of the essence that you could win a game and get hot and carry that forever. But, like, right now, we're seeing an unseeded team in South Dakota State and number eight seed Montana State. James Madison versus North Dakota State on the other side. I think those are the four best teams in the country. There's there's a reason the playoff works that way. So when we're talking about previewing a Montana State team versus a South Dakota State team, two of the more complete teams is in the country. And I think that's what's going to end up playing in these national finals. That's why if we did it on the FBS level, the Georgias and Alabamas would probably end up in that final four. But we're talking about South Dakota State, Montana State. We're talking about complete teams. For sure. Teams that can run the football. Yep. Teams that have competent quarterback play. Yep. Receivers on the inside and outside. Yep. Run defense. Yep. Kicking and punting. Yep. Special teams units that can cover yep. and tackle. Those kind of things win in these late in the late season situations. So the fact that South Dakota State here is so not surprising to me. The fact that Montana State is getting to host them in the semifinals is a touch surprising. And what more fun could you ask for than a situation that you can't plan for, that you can't see? Because that makes it really feel wholesome, the sense that it's not an all-or-nothing situation for a team like Alabama when they know where the quarterfinals or they know where the semifinals are, they know who they're going to play. This situation came to South Dakota State on their doorstep six days ago. They knew that they were going to come to nine inches of snow and seven degrees. Six days is not a very long time to prep. And the ability to come out and perform at a national level and go try to win a national title, that's what sports are all about. And we're going to get to see that on Saturday.
0: Well, the other thing about the FCS, it is a salary cap league. And Bobby Howe, Montana head coach, talked about that earlier this week. The equivalency in the FCS is much more difficult to fill because you have 63 scholarships, 85 guys can be on scholarship, 110 guys can be on your roster It's a lot more flexible at the top level because all your guys are on full rides, except for the guys that aren't. But you can have way more guys on your roster. 85 scholarships. 85 scholarships, 85 guys on scholarship. That's it. That's all. Only full rides. And then you can have as many guys on your roster after that if you want to carry them. But those those guys are truly walk-ons, different than the preferred walk-on. But that's the thing about the FCS, is when you get a guy that gets hurt his backup is going to be a stark drop almost always only because of inexperience or just the way that you had to recruit sometimes you prioritize offensive lines one year sometimes you prioritize your defensive front but the playoff scenario in the FBS and the FCS excuse me It makes it so that you're not completely decimated and or your season's not completely over if you drop a game when you have a key injury. I think that's what I like about it as well. I mean, South Dakota State has had a scramble after losing their quarterback in the spring, but they've been tremendous in that element. Um, Isaiah Davis, they're number two, but he's basically 1B. He got hurt in the spring, but then his resurgence this last six games has been so key to South Dakota State. It's really taken the load off of Pierre Strong. And across the board, right? And Montana State has experienced their fair share of being banged up as well. And uh, you n- you never know when that's going to kill you. I and mean, Montana State had to start a true freshman at offensive tackle at Washington Grizz. And that result, that that wasn't just the reason they lost, but it was an impactful reason that MSU went to Montana and lost 29 10. But the playoff makes it so that you can have a chance to rebound. You can still be in the mix for a national championship. All you have to do is be playing your best right now. I've been asked all week, did the Cats have a chance? Absolutely. When you get to this point, everybody's got a chance. It's truly all about who plays their best tomorrow afternoon. That's it. If you play your best, no matter what scenario or circumstance impacts you, no matter who's hurt or who's not, if you play your best and the other team doesn't, you're moving on. You're going to Frisco.
3: I agree with you. I mean, 95%. Montana State played North Dakota State last year. 2019, Not in the spring, but 2019. Right. In the national semifinals. Yeah. They didn't have a chance. There's no chance. They didn't have a chance. Right. Uh, It just is what it is. Sure.
0: North Dakota State. Well, North Dakota State, uh, to be fair, and and I'm not making excuses for anybody, but they did have the number three overall pick in the NFL (laughs) draft, and they also had another guy that was drafted number 50, and they also had another guy that was drafted in the top five rounds. I mean... Bill Cox starts for the Dallas Cowboys. Trey Lance gets playing time for the, for the uh, San Francisco 49ers. And uh, the, the offensive tackle, whose name escapes me, I believe he's the starting right tackle for the Indianapolis Colts. You'd be hard pressed to find college football teams at any level besides Ohio State and Alabama that have three NFL starters on their team.
3: Yeah, Easton's, and Easton Stick is the backup for Justin Herbert for the Chargers, which makes him a top 35 quarterback in the world. Right. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> they didn't have a chance, and that was just due to matchups. Montana First, State is more complete right now. They are the departure of quarterback Matt McKay mm-hmm. we've talked about that it was challenging it was one of the weirdest situations i've ever experienced because it should have it could have broken a program right but i've been saying this all week
0: it's better and, for them. I, I don't i don't want to talk are on down the inside. On, we're on the inside i don't want to talk down to anybody but like you talk to these guys they were like finally my, you know, like, let's roll. I you com- talk to Tyler Cotty, he's like, give me Tyler lot all day. You
3: know? I completely agree. I mean, I mean more from the outside perspective, not even just the perception of it. Most of the time, your starting quarterback who goes 9-2 and two and quits is, is really going to be an issue. For sure. So, Tyler Millat coming in, honestly, it makes them more complete. That's a very unique situation, but and that's it, also the situation they have put themselves in. And
0: it also gives them this completely unique element of surprise. Which is beautiful. Because you've got a dude who's an upgrade at quarterback who's thrown, what, 23 passes in the last two weeks? I mean, they haven't even shown anything yet. They've been, I mean, against Tennessee Martin, they ran the option package that Tommy Malott had had in all year. That's it, that's all. They had no concepts on film. And so to have a guy that's an upgrade in talent and an upgrade in leadership, and that your team's bought into, and he has the element of surprise in the playoffs. I've never seen anything like that. He's got Butte, Montana.
3: (laughs) You ever heard of that place? That's right. We drove through there today. We stopped at the gas station. The gas was mighty fine there.
0: (laughs) Full page ad in the Montana Standard, supporting Tommy Milan. I'll keep saying it forever, man. Butte, Montana tells their story better than anybody, and that's why they have such a mystique about them, and it's why when you hear a guy from Butte, everybody in the world say, Oh, a guy's from Butte. I'll go battle with that guy. I want a guy from Butte on my side. And they tell their story better than anybody. It's a tremendous story that Tommy that has been able to craft. want is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, coming to you live from Bobcat Stadium on the Montana State campus here in Bozeman. Have no fear. We're just not in the studio because we're over here. Last show of 2021 marches on. Let's take a look at the other side of the matchup next. John Stiglmeyer, one of the longest tenured head coaches in all of college football and the head coach of the South Dakota State Jackrabbits, joins us here next. Keep it right here. It's ESPN Radio. American honors are rolling in for a collection of Grizzlies and Bobcats who starred on the gridiron this fall. Hello, I'm Coulter Nuanez. Over the last week, Hero Sports, the ADA, and the Associated Press released FCS All-American teams littered with standouts from the Montana and Montana State football squad. The AP's first team included MSU offensive lineman Lewis Kidd and MSU senior linebacker Troy Anderson, along with Montana junior cornerback Justin Ford and Grizz freshman punter Ryan Bushini, who has since transferred to Nebraska. Montana State running back Isaiah and UM junior linebacker Patrick O'Connell were named to the AP second team. All of the aforementioned land on the Hero Sports All-American team, as did MSU senior defensive end Daniel Hardy, Montana long snapper Matt O'Donoghue, and Grizz kick returner Malik Flowers. Ford and Anderson were two of just 11 players honored on the ADA All-American squad. Saturday in Bozeman, the FCS playoffs descend upon Montana for the first time since 2009. The Saturday's Final Four game between Montana State and South Dakota State marked the first at Bobcat Stadium since 1984, msu's last national championship season bobcats are into the semis for the second straight season after advancing that far before falling to north dakota state in 2019 montana state earned a second postseason home game by beating tennessee martin 26 to 7 in the second round and trouncing top ranked sam houston in huntsville texas 42 to 19 last week this 102.9 espn missoula sports center is brought to you by aspen sound
2: Forever,
3: I'm never die. Only thing I' fear that I'm never die Only thing I will never
0: gonna fly ESPN radio as uh. well as SWX Montana television I'm Coulter nuanas right along with Brooks nuantas doubling up your nuanas now the last nuanas now for 2021. Can't thank you enough for being with us all season long. It's been a tumultuous yet incredibly rewarding year. We've made so much progress. Only you are really showing up and showing us how much you love it, and we can't thank you enough for that. Also, have to thank all of our phenomenal sponsors for bringing us here and being with us all season long. It's been tremendous. And uh, we're so happy to be with you. Montana State hosts the first semifinal football game at the FCS level in the state of Montana since 2009. Tomorrow, as they host South Dakota State, the Bobcats into the semifinals for their second season in a row. At a semifinal football game in Bobcat Stadium for the first time since 1984. Unbelievable to think of those circumstances. The last time these two teams played, there's actually been several mashups between Montana and Montana State uh, the last couple years because, first and foremost, um, connections between the two universities are prevalent. Montana State Athletic Director Leon Costello, he was previously at South Dakota State, so when he came here, got some games on the schedule with SDSU. Not only in football, but in men's and women's basketball as well, those have been awesome. You know, I, the I've always thought it's funny because South Dakota State has only been Division One since 2004, but they've done such a tremendous job raising money, having continuity, and uh, doing it like they do. Justin Sell, the AD there, is uh, a phenomenal athletic director, and he. Has had a huge influence in the m- m- the money that they've raised to build their sixty-five million dollar football stadium, as well as their thirty-two million dollar practice facility. But they've also built up basketball and uh, on both men's and women's side. They're perennially in the NCAA tournament. They've both won games in the NCAA tournament. South Coast State women have been a Sweet Sixteen squad before uh, in recent years. So, uh, but these two teams have played in football recently. We saw a pretty good game in 2017. Jeff Choates. Uh, second season at the helm, that was sort of the first flash of what Montana State might become. They uh, they only lost 31-27 to the number four-ranked team in the country that year. Jabari Johnson, who was a guy that somehow we, we forgot about him because he got so hurt, he sort of fell off uh, the radar. But th- that was the, the first flash, and then Montana State was sort of up and down that year. Then the following year... In the one and only game that they played without Troy Anderson at quarterback, they got shellacked, 45-14. So this group, there's some guys from them that remember that for sure. But the rematch here, the first playoff matchup between these two teams since 2014. That playoff game back in 2014 was... The coldest game that I have ever been to at Bobcat Stadium. The blizzard that preceded that football game was an unbelievable storm. That game only had about 7,500 people there because nobody could drive on the roads to get here. Yet, it was a phenomenal crowd. And Zach Zenner, who then went on to play in the NFL for a long time, he ran wild. And it was a 47-40 South Dakota State win. So, Jacks have had the upper hand the last three matchups here but uh, going to be a good one tomorrow afternoon here at Bobcat Stadium. Caught up with John Stigelmeier, who's been the head coach of South Dakota State since 1997 earlier this year. He was there for almost a decade before they even moved into Division I, and since they've moved into Division One, they've made the playoffs ten times in the last, I guess, 11 times counting this season since 2009. So they have been perennially in the playoffs. They've been particularly good the last handful of years. They've been in the semifinals three times. They played the national championship in the spring, and they're back in the semis again. Happy now for the Across the Sidelines, a segment that's been going for twenty weeks now, where we analyze and interview the coaches that are taking on, either the Montana Grizzlies or the Montana State Bob Gats, today, joined by a guy who I've interviewed many times throughout my career, John Stiglemeyer, he's the head coach for the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. Coach Stick, thanks so much for being with us. How you been? Been super. How are you? Very good, exciting times, and uh, speaking of a lot of football to be played, I'm just sitting here talking about 20 weeks worth of football to cover. Your team now has played two dozen football games in this calendar year, which is completely amazing, advancing all the way to the FCS championship game in the spring, and now here you are back in the final four of the fall season. This is, must have been completely unique for somebody like you that's been coached, coaching football for so long. How's it been? How you guys been able to navigate such a long schedule?
2: Well, our guys uh, take one week at a time. We have a really special culture that's led by our seniors and our captains, and, and they're very positive leaders, and they, they they love football. They love to play football. So anytime somebody comes up with a statement about the grind of what they've been doing, <laughs> they they just smile and say we love it, and uh, it's cool. pretty cool to be part of it.
0: Well, your team has been on the road for the last couple weeks as well trip to California, knockoff, fourth seed at Sacramento State, the Big Sky Conference champions, and then come home and then take it all the way to the East Coast to play Villanova, the fifth seed. So what have been the key to these two road victories, and have you guys been able to manage that, just the fact that you had to go on the road back-to-back weeks here in the postseason?
2: Well, two really good football teams we were, we're uh, blessed to beat, and, and uh, along with beating Cal Davis in the opener at our place. Uh, just, again, uh, executing the game plan. Uh, Every game is different. You know that. Sometimes you can pass the ball a little better than you can run the ball. Uh, But what we want to do and what we have done is been able to run the football. And when when we can do that, we have success as a football team.
0: I want to talk to you about that element of things because I, I've been watching you guys. I think the first time I remember covering you was back in 2009 when you first came to Missoula for the playoffs. I think that was South Dakota State's first Division One playoff appearance. But it seems to me when I watch South Dakota State over this last little bit more than a decade, a lot of the things you guys do defensively and a lot of the identity of the defense seems um, pretty similar. And I think that makes sense considering you, you're a defensive guy. You've been there for so long. But it seems like you guys have had multiple iterations of your offense. And now you mentioned the fact that you guys have been able to run the ball so well these last couple years. So this Tell me about that. I mean, what has been the keys to all the different identities you guys have had offensively?
2: Well, uh, you know, you, you, you got to tailor it to your players, and and sometimes you you have guys that emerge. I mean, in the spring, we had a true freshman quarterback and a true freshman running back uh, be be part of the, the the success, and the quarterback was as good a runner as he was a thrower. So we upped our ante and. In our in, in terms of our uh, effort of running the quarterback uh, this year we've got a transfer quarterback because our guy got hurt in the spring and, and uh, now we've got two really good running backs we've got uh, you know an all-American and then and the, the freshman kid from the spring that is a horse uh, and so just and, and the bottom line is anytime you have success doing anything in offense you have a good offensive line and we have a veteran offensive line.
0: What's the dynamic like with an offensive line guy like Jason Eck calling the plays? Because I know that Coach Eck was at Montana State for a brief moment in time. I got to know him a little bit that one season he was coaching with the Bobcats. Uh, it's not that you see every day, uh, an offensive lineman that is also a play caller, but it seems like he he's really brought sort of a unique flavor to your guys' offense, both with, like you said, the priority up front and also the ability to be explosive outside. Yeah, he's uh,
2: you know, again, it starts with the offensive line. It is kind of rare to have a, your offensive line uh, coach, be a coordinator, but he's got a great assistant in Luke Sleisner who's our passing game coordinator. They work very well together. The whole staff works very well together, and they're just on the same page. And so, during the game, uh, a number of times he'll ask, well, what, what, "What pass? What do you feel best about in this area or this down and distance and stuff?" And and they're literally on the same page. So, uh, like in any program, it's not a coordinator, a head coach, or a quarterback. It's a it's a bunch of people that get involved in success.
0: What's kept you going uh, throughout this whole time? And what's, the, what's it been like for you? Because it's fascinating to analyze just the past South Dakota State's been on from the Division Two days, then into D1, and just the massive amount of success you guys have been able to build perennially in the playoffs over these last 10 years. So uh, what's been the key to South Dakota State's rise, and, and what's kept you going as the head man there for more than 25 years? The
2: key has been just, again, a bunch of people committed. Uh, you know, we talk about belief in our program. When we recruit a young man, we say we're going to believe you. And believe in you. And when I hire a coach, I say, I'm going to believe in you. And when, uh, when we lay out the strength program or the offense, we say, believe in it. And, and we just push that, that it's a decision. You don't have to wait for the light bulb to come on. Just, just believe. And so I think it starts there. Uh, for myself, uh, what keeps me going, I, I, you know, it you know, sounds cliche-ish, but uh, I, I went to school here. I was a student coach here, didn't play. I'm blessed to be the head coach. I've been blessed to be... Uh, Part of the Division Two to Division One uh, transition to see it really change the football program, the athletic department, but our entire our, our university. And so, uh, I'm humbled. I'm blessed, and uh, the Lord's got a plan for me. And right now, it's, it's to remain at South Dakota State.
0: I also find it interesting, John Stigelmeyer joining us, longtime head coach for the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. They play in Bozeman, high noon, Saturday afternoon, the first FCS semifinal game in the state of Montana since 2009 and the first FCS semifinal game in Bozeman since 1984. There's a lot of crossover between South Dakota State and Montana State. It makes sense. Montana State's athletic director, Leon Costello, spent some time at SDSU. There's also, you know, Jason Eck on your staff. Jimmy Beal, who worked for you for a moment in time, who's now on the Montana State staff. And these programs have played each other a fair amount in, in recent years as well and especially in basketball too so familiar names so how does that add to just uh, the, the game and then just the, the, the narrative around the game when you do have familiar opponents for both fan bases on each side
2: yeah and I coached against uh, Coach Vegan when he was at North Coast State so I mean there's a lot of uh, connections uh, first of all I think what he's done in a short amount of time really says a lot about him and his, his staff you know that they bought into their players and, and got them playing at a real high level um, but yeah, the connection is cool. Uh, I look forward to seeing Leon, the athletic director, and, and and Jimmy, and and all the guys you know. And I personally, um, yeah, I, I get excited when you coach against somebody you know, you have a relationship with. When the conversation before the game means something, it's not just small talk and and uh, just trying to, to to punch the clock. And so uh, we look forward to it. And then then it's uh, Missouri Valley against the Big Sky, right? And and two of the best conferences, if not the best conferences uh, in FCS football. And so there's a little bit of bragging rights also in a game like this.
0: Well, your running backs have gotten a lot of headlines this year. Pierre Strong, one of the leading rushers in the FCS and in Division One in general, Isaiah Davis, has also been outstanding, averaging almost eight yards a carry uh, during his time uh, with his six games of action. But I want to ask you a little bit about your passing game. Chris Ludicon looks like a, a pretty solid option there under center. I know the, the Yankee twins are great options on the outside as well as Tucker Craft as well. So um, what have you liked just about the passing game, what they've been able to accomplish so far this year?
2: Well, Chris has been a great addition, and what he's done in a short amount of time as a transfer, I think, is—I mean, it's, it's not a miracle, but it is amazing. Uh, the Yankees are really special student athletes. Tucker is a is a is a phenomenal athlete uh, for how big as he is, and and uh, what we do to throw the ball, we try to keep it really simple. And uh, I've been around coaches that you go read here, read here, read here, read here, in sort of the best situation, and we, we don't do that. We give him a side to look at. And if that's not there, he maybe has another option. But but we try to design things that have a throw. And then Chris is a really good thrower, really good thrower.
0: And defensively, it seems like it's still a high priority on what you guys do with your front seven. I know you guys have always been so good up front and uh, just the way you can terrorize opposing offensive lines. But what do you like about this specific defensive squad? And and what do you hope people see when they watch South Dakota State on defense?
2: Well, we're going to play a lot of D-linemen. We'll we'll play uh, eight or nine. And because of that, we expect guys to go full speed all the time. Uh, no relaxing because uh, they know they're, they're only going to be out there for a few plays. Behind those guys, Adam Bach is a phenomenal Mike linebacker, uh, similar to their, not as big as their guy, but uh, uh, 15, I forget names, but he's a special player. Um, and, um, and then are two outside backers, Logan Backus and Isaiah Stolbert, are just really heady players and athletic players. And so we're going to be aggressive. We're going to run to the ball. And uh, ideally, we tackle as good as we've ever tackled because we're going to need to against their running back and quarterback.
0: John Singlemeyer joining us, South Dakota State head coach. It's Across the Sideline, presented by Mike Nugent and Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate. And, Coach, you mentioned the emergence of the quarterback, number 16, Tommy Malott, and uh, he's kind of taken the state of Montana by storm, a guy that had never started a football game until the playoffs, and now he's got two playoff wins under his belt, and he's into the Final Four. Uh, the progress has seemed rapid to me, but he is a spectacular talent when he comes to how fast he is, how strong he is. But then last week he showed he can throw the ball down the field as well. So what sort of challenges does he bring to an opposing defense?
2: Well, he's a good player, and one of the challenges is we have so little film on him, you know. You have all this film, and, and uh, he's he's uh, come on late uh, as of late. Uh, obviously, like you said, he's a great runner. He showed he he's a really good passer. Uh, you know, they, they, just like any coaching staff, they're looking at our defense and saying, "This is what we need to do to win the game." What they're deciding, I don't know. All right, but uh, he can do it all, and I know our defensive coaches are nervous about his ability.
0: And the running back, Isaiah Fonson, number 22, has been spectacular this year. He just moved into the single-season rushing lead for Montana State, more rushing yards than any Bobcat before him. How'd you describe just the way he looks on film and then what side of running back he is?
2: Well, he's uh, number one, objectively. He's number one in the big sky in terms of yards per game, so uh, there's a lot of good running backs, uh, and, and he's number one, so that, that says a lot. Uh, I just think he's a, he's a natural running back. Uh, what he does seems like, uh, uh, you know, that that's the way he was born and, and, uh, impressed with how hard he runs impressed with his, his speed and wiggle, uh, just again, I, I can't find anything in their program that I, I say here's an advantage, but, uh, you know, the two guys we're talking about on offense right now are, I think are really special
0: players. Well, then defensively, Montana State has uh, just made so many waves with their defensive front. Uh, They get as much pressure without bringing pressure as any team I've ever covered. Their defensive line, tremendous. They can win one-on-ones. So when you look at the defensive film, what do you see from the Bobcats?
2: Well, I see uh, one defensive end that's an All-American, number 44, that is very explosive, very fast, uh, very good football player and uh, you got to be aware of where he's at, and and, and you got to be, be able to block him. Uh, I think uh, there are three linebackers. I think they call one of them a nickel, but there are three linebackers, 47, uh, 15, and I think it's uh, seven is their nickel. Uh, if I'm wrong there, I apologize, but I think those guys are really good. They're physical. They can run the ball. Uh, and then their, their secondary is, is very good. Uh, the, you know, they do some stuff, but we face teams that... They do so much stuff, I don't think guys can play. Montana State's players play. They play hard, and that means they know what they're doing, and they're going to do it full speed.
0: South Dakota State in Bozeman, high noon kickoff from Bobcat Stadium, FCS semifinal with a chance to go to Frisco, Texas on the line for the FCS National Championship game. Coach, what are going to be some of the keys to the game? What do you think of just the atmosphere you guys are going to play in a sold-out Bobcat Stadium? Probably going to be pretty rocking Saturday afternoon.
2: Well, we're excited about that. Uh, you know, I, it's not that it won't be an advantage for uh, Montana State, but we played at Colorado State. It, it was it was a really intense environment, and our guys handled that. They were excited about it. Uh, you know, playing to go to Frisco, there's there's a there's a, a excitement about that for both teams, both programs. So uh, I know our guys are uh, will, will do everything they can to play their best football. I think the matchup is our offense against their defense. Not to take away from the other mat, that matchup, but but uh, we want to run the ball, and I, I don't think it's easy to run the ball against them. And so, and so we'll, we'll see how that all pans out. But we're looking forward to the competition.
0: John Stigelmeyer, South Dakota State head football coach, here on Nuwana's now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Coach, safe travels. We'll look forward to catching up with you in person on Bozeman on Saturday. But in the meantime, best of luck with the rest of the week. Thanks for being here. Sounds good. Take care. What a guy, man. What an institution. He's done a hell of a job at South Dakota State. And uh, that's what makes college football great. When guys are dedicated to a program, they have a consistent identity, but they're also not too stubborn to make adjustments. Like, like he said, every single guy he has brought into his organization, the only thing he worries about is telling them, I believe in you. And he could teach a class on leadership. because that, it could, What else matters besides believing in kids and empowering your employees? Phenomenal. Always love talking to Coach Stig. It's been a great pleasure getting to know him and catch up with him over the years. And we appreciate him for joining us here on Nuanas. Now, we're up against it, but stay tuned right after this break. We got free Grizz Hoops tickets. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio.
2: Nuwana is now on ESPN Radio.
0: ESPN Radio. Nuwana is now last one for the year of 2021. Appreciate you being with us. Hope you're enjoying the tunes. This is my uh, Spotify rap list for the 2021 year. Just playing you some of my favorites. Oftentimes there's a lot of crossover because I'm choosing songs for this show, and then they land on songs I'm liking to listen to right now. So hopefully you enjoy the flavor we're bringing you. This is Coulter Nuanas. We're coming to you live from Bowles in Montana. Appreciate you being here with us. Don't be alarmed. The studio's empty. Because we're over here, Montana State hosts a semifinal football game, first one in the Treasure State period since 2009, and the first one at Bobcat Stadium since 1984. Went a little little long with John Stigelmeier, South Dakota State head coach, SDSU by the way, the opponent for the Bobcats tomorrow, kickoff at high noon. So we're going to get to our conversation about the NCAA transfer portal and the perils. Even at the Big Sky Conference level, it's blowing up. we got names after names after names, but not really a surprise if you understand the state of college athletics right now. But we'll get to that here in the second hour. But we'll close out the first hour. You want to go watch the Grizz and their Big Sky Conference home opener against Idaho State? Of course you do. Go check out Travis DeCure's eighth rendition of the Grizz. Call us right now, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Give Andrew your information. You can pick them up sometime between now and then. Call number 3, 406-888-1029. We got four tickets to Montana's Big Sky Conference home opener against Idaho State. Transfer portal. The state of college football. A recent history between Montana State and South Dakota State. James Madison versus North Dakota State in tonight's FCS semifinal. And a little blindside All that and more. Coming at you in hour number two. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio.
1: At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the emergency broadband benefit, fiber deployments, and community events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com slash news.
0: It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear... How about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.